And it's called the land of the brave. The whole world knows our name. One Welcome to another episode of the Woke is Broke podcast. I'm your host, of course, Joshua Stanko, and it is another lovely Wednesday afternoon here in the great state of Tennessee. But uh, that aside, let's get into it. Madness certainly knows no breaks, at least here in the United States currently. The Voting Rights Act of 1965 is indeed under attack. Racism abounds and the evil Republicans are after those blacks. This, at least according to CNN, which is becoming a regular source of news on this podcast here, they put out a stellar example as to the death of journalism itself with this article that they put out titled, The Supreme Court May Hollow Out the Voting Rights Act by 2024. <gasps> oh my God! I know, it's scary stuff, right? It's scary to think that if you are black in this country, you might not be able to go to the voting booth. It's almost like everything's being completely reverted to segregationism and slavery and everything. The sky is falling. It's all madness all the time. These people are completely out of their damned minds. But let's get into it anyway, shall we? The Supreme Court's action late Monday in an Alabama redistricting case foreshadows a new threat Ooh, to the Voting Rights Act of 1965 and electoral opportunities for blacks and other racial minorities nationwide. <laughs> Led by Chief Justice John Roberts, the Supreme Court's conservative majority in 2013 eviscerated a key section of the Voting Rights Act that required states with a history of discrimination to obtain federal approval before changing election rules. You mean in 2013, some 50 years after segregation and Jim Crow, they decided, hey, maybe Alabama doesn't need federal approval in order to change its election laws because maybe we are just way, 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 way past that. Unbelievable, unbelievable. Who could have imagined? The new controversy could lead to a further hollowing out of a separate provision known as Section 2 in barring practices that racially discriminate, specifically in the context of redistricting maps. Oh no, gerrymandering! Not gerrymandering! Because everyone and their mother knows that when Republicans do it, it's evil, it's racist, it's the Ku Klux Klan all over again. Democrats do it in New York. Democrats cut out the Jewish vote by redistricting in New York, and everything's fine. It's, it's progress. It's protecting the poor minorities who don't know any better than to vote for the people that they're told to vote to. Oh! This, this is great. This latest voting rights controversy arises against a broader erosion in America of democratic norms and a polarized electorate. States have increasingly adopted new, new restrictions for the polls and federal legislation to safeguard voting rights has stalled in Congress. Federal legislation meant for protecting voting rights, such as um, 
unsupervised ballot drop boxes, such as mass mail-in voting, such as uh, ballot harvesting, right? All these things that effectively break down, diminish any security or integrity in the voting procedure itself. Those have stalled out on the federal level right now. And states that have gone back to the way things were before COVID, before those emergency voting procedures were put into place, that's the new Jim Crow right there. We've heard this all freaking year long. You want to be the on the side of Dr. King or George Wallace? Do you want to be on the side of John Lewis or Bull Connor? Do you want to be on the side of Abraham Lincoln or Jefferson Davis? Mr. Unity, right? Mr. Biden, who can't get through a single sentence without slurring his words and ripping ass in his pants, right? This guy was going to unite the country by telling everyone who disagreed with him that they're a Jim Crow racist, even though he was alive long enough to see both slavery and segregation. He is 700 years old, he's older than Methuselah, and he's going out there calling half the country racists. And we all need to, we all need to stay in our homes and be afraid, right? Because the Supreme Court is going to just completely abolish the Voting Rights Act of 1965. Give me a freaking break. This is what the Democrats have been bitching about for two freaking years at this point. You know the problem with this argument though? You know the problem with the idea that blacks are being kept from voting? They've been coming out in record numbers for the last two years. Every time there's an election, the black vote goes up. Minority votes go up. You know what else is going up? The number of black people and minorities who are jumping ship from the Democratic Party. That's also what's going up. And the other thing that gets me about gerrymandering, is it immoral? Maybe. Maybe it's not a good thing, right? But both sides do it. Both sides do it. Republicans do it. Democrats do it. Democrats are really, really good at doing it, too. Just look at New York, like I was talking about with New York, right? Democrats lost seats in the House, right, and in the Senate. Why? Because everyone jumped ship out of the state of New York. It, it was escape from New York. It was escape from L.A. Everyone was moving down to Florida or moving back up to where I'm from originally, New Hampshire, New England area, right? Everyone was leaving. And what happened? They lost seats. All they needed to do was do a little bit of gerrymandering, do a little, little bit, do a little bit of redistricting, and guess what? They actually ended up gaining three seats by effectively mm, drawing the lines in such a biased way that the Republican areas in that state don't stand a chance, that the Orthodox Jews, right, in areas that are historically belonging to Orthodox Jews, that their vote effectively means nothing. Is that? ethnic discrimination? Is that racial discrimination? Is that ensuring that, uh, is that the erosion of electric, uh, election integrity? Not when the Democrats do it, but when people in Alabama drop the lines in ways that maybe the Democrats don't like, well, now you're, you're cutting against the black vote. Now you're denying black people the ability to vote um, for who they, they want to and get the people that they want to elected, right? And you know the thing that kills, kills me about this too is how they worded in this article in this line right here. Just a sec, let's read this. Alabama's population is 27% black, and the state legislator created a map that would provide blacks the opportunity to elect their preferred candidate in only one of the state's seven congressional districts. That right there. Now, why is that line controversial to me? Why does that upset me? Why? Because it implies that the black vote is one vote, right? That blacks are this, this collective, right? They only think one way, they only vote one way. There's only one candidate that, that they all collectively want. Alternatively, maybe blacks are individual Americans too, with differences in beliefs when it comes to politics, when it comes to religion, when it comes to your personal beliefs about how you per personally should govern your life, right? Maybe 
they are more than just the color of their skin. Maybe minorities should be treated as people rather than just faceless members of a group, right? And let's not pretend, let's not pretend that if Alabama cut it right in, in a different way and that the Democrats got it so that that 27% of, of the population of Alabama was allowed to decide for the other 73% uh, who would run that state, right? Who would be going to Congress? Right? Let's just say that the black voters got all seven districts, right, and controlled all that. Do you think for a second CNN would be fine if they say uh, elected in that state a, a Republican? No, of course not. It would still be voter discrimination. It would still be the, dil uh, the, the, the erosion of election, uh, election integrity. Joe Biden said as much. If we lose in November, it's because democracy is dead. It's because the voting rights procedures are dead. If this isn't passed, do you still believe the upcoming election will be fairly conducted and its results will be legitimate? Well, it all depends on uh, whether or not we're able to make the case to the American people that some of this is being set up to try to alter the outcome of the election. The increase in the prospect of being illegitimate is in direct proportion to us not being able to get these these reforms passed. We get what we want, and if we don't, it's because of racism. You get in the way of us getting what we want, it's because you're a racist, right? And if black people and minorities stop voting for us, it's because they're just too stupid to know any better. They need to do what they're told. They need to believe what they're told. They need to vote how they're told. They need to say and think what they're told, right? That's why they go out and call Larry Elder the white face of, uh, the, I'm sorry, they go out and call Larry Elder the black face of white supremacy. That's why they call Winsome Sears, right, a, a black mouth with white ideas coming out of her lips, right? There is nobody, nobody more racist than a far left leaning Democrat these days. Nobody. And that hasn't changed at all. In 60 freaking years, that hasn't changed because they don't see black people or minorities as individuals. They see them as just it, it, it just, just faceless members of the groups that they belong to, right? Useful tools to them to increase their political power and political authority. And it really just, it, it really is just disheartening to see articles like this on a regular basis, to see this, the same old tired talking point, trying to convince Americans, right, that somehow minorities are being barred from going to the, the voting booths, that somehow the uh, uh, election integrity is being deeply eroded. Why, but how? By banning uh, ballot harvesting, right? By asking you to provide a driver's license when you go to the voting booth, right? By treating you as an individual, by putting an emphasis on individualism, that these are the things cutting against freedom, that these are the things cutting against democracy. And this is all coming from people who have no use for democracy or individual freedom. Unless it's their individual freedom, right? Unless, uh, <laughs> unless you're the, the uh, almost governor of, of Georgia, right? Taking photos with children who are masked. Meanwhile, you're completely unmasked, right? Stacey Abrams there, smiling, happy, right? And all those kids are masked. Why? To protect her, right? We don't, we don't do this thing anymore where we, as adults, go and protect children. We need to have children alter their behavior to protect us. How unbelievably ass-backwards is that? Right? Or, or Gavin Newsom?
taking maskless photos with Magic Johnson, uh, an overweight guy in his 60s who has AIDS, meaning he is immunocompromised. Right, but everybody else, follow the science, right? Gotta do what we're told. Gotta make sure that they have some humility, that they bend that knee. Now, these people don't have any use for equality, don't have any use for individual freedom, don't have any use for democracy. They don't care about minorities. They don't care about values. They don't care about inclusivity or acceptance. What they care about is what they want. And what they want is to be in charge. What they want is to tell you how you can and can't live your life. And that isn't freedom, that isn't democracy, it is totalitarianism and it is dominating leftist ideology overall. And that's why articles like this are just complete and utter horseshit meant to distract you from the actual things that are going on behind the curtains. No, there is no threat to democracy when it comes to voting rights in this country. At least not from red states, right? And as far as voting procedure in blue states, are they weakened, are they diluted? Yes. Is that their right as individual states? Sure. But when it comes to the federalizations of voting procedure, there is no bigger threat to America than that. Nobody, not a Republican, not a Democrat, not an independent, should have their hand on the nation's voting systems. I don't care if it would be Donald Trump federalizing the voting procedure or Joe Biden. Nobody should have that kind of authority. There is a reason why the Founding Fathers laid out this country the way that they did. There is a reason that they separated the powers the way that they did, why they set up the checks and balances, where they, why they put an emphasis on the individual states to decide for themselves how to govern themselves, right? Why they minimized the power of the federal government is because they knew nobody should have that kind of power over that many people. It's because this country was founded on a nation of minorities, but the first and most important minority of all, the individual conscience. That's what we gotta work back towards. That's what we gotta work back towards. And we are, you know, little by little, right there. You know, like I covered in our uh, season two finale, there are a lot of new businesses opening up of a conservative nature. There are a lot of new movies uh, music, things that are, uh, you know, if not an outright conservative nature, then of at least a politically moderate, patriotic nature, right? There are a lot of new things that are uh, entering the culture right now, right? And Republicans, independents, right? They're starting to wake up, right? The country is moving more towards being uh, moderate with some right leanings than they and moving away overall from being blue, from being Democrat, from being left-leaning, left right? And the reality is, is that that's really, it really comes down to just because of how far left the left has moved, right? You know, you have like Dave Rubin, commentators like Dave Rubin coming out and calling himself a, a classical liberal. What that means is that by today's standards, he is a conservative, right? If you looked at JFK in the 60s, he was, a conservative or at least a, a moderate right-leaning, um, moderately right-leaning by today's standards than he was, you know, in comparison to, to back then in the 60s, right? And that's because of how far the left has moved, way past the border, right? Way past the border. It's just patently insane. Really amusing to watch, really scary to watch, really infuriating to watch, sure, but um, 
you got to be able to laugh, I guess, you know, otherwise you're just crying. But uh, in any event, moving on. Oh, no. What's wrong? Oh, it's your coffee again. The desk sergeant at the station makes better coffee than this. Ed, really? Sorry, honey. But your coffee tastes terrible. Mr. McGregor, please help me. Carol, what's the matter? My coffee. Ed says he gets better coffee at the police station. Why not try new instant Folgers? Instant Folgers? No. I said new instant Folgers, Carol. Tastes good as fresh pert. Because it's made from fresh birch coffee. Then they actually turn that fresh birch coffee into new instant Folgers. Tastes good as fresh perk because it is fresh perk. Mr. McGregor, I'll try it. Hey, the Sarge never made coffee like this. It's new instant Folgers. Tastes good as fresh perk. I like it better. The best part about waking up is sexism in your cup. Folgers. Now, on the entertainment front, uh, Dakota Johnson, right? You might know her as the actress who rose to prominence by headlining in the porn trilogy, Fifty Shades of Grey. And before I get any dissenters out there in the audience, let me just clarify. Fifty Shades of Grey is absolutely porn, all right? The book started off as triple X-rated fan fiction to the Twilight movies, all right? Literary porn is still porn. Fifty Shades of Grey is absolutely pornography. But Dakota Johnson, nevertheless, the actress who headlined that, seen her in some other things, she's, she's fairly talented. I'll give her that, she is fairly talented. Um, she's come under the gun recently because she was in talks, or it was announced that she is at least in talks with Sony to headline as uh, Madam Web in one of their spin-offs for the Spider-Man universe that they're setting up over at Sony. Now, why is Dakota Johnson coming under fire? Well, it's because the character of Madame Web in the Spider-Man mythos, right? Uh, the character is blind. And Dakota Johnson is not. She's not blind. And she's being slapped with disability erasure. Ooh. You know, there, there's been this, 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 this move in um, Hollywood for the last few years, this idea that you can only play the things that you are right? We need gay actors and actresses to play gay characters. We need trans actors and actresses to play trans characters. We need deaf actors and actresses to play deaf characters, blind actors and actresses to play blind characters, disabled, yada, 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 right? And this, to be fair, is the natural endpoint of cultural appropriation when it's allowed to run free and grow the way that it has, right? Cultural appropriation, right? The idea that you can only play that which you are, otherwise you're appropriating from other cultures, from other people, from other groups, right? And this, as somebody, as you may know, uh, who is an actor, who has acted, really enjoys it, um, this is absolute nonsense. It's ridiculously insane, all right? The idea that you have to be blind to play a blind character, right? The Marvel TV show, Hawkeye, right? That came out recently. There's a character in that show who is deaf. Guess what? She's play the character is played by an actress who is actually deaf. Whoop-de-freaking-do. I saw that show. It was mediocre at best, but guess what? There is nothing that that actress did that another talented actress couldn't also have done even if she wasn't deaf, 
right? Oh, you know, the actress, she's deaf and she brings this level of depth to the character. Bullshit! Bullshit! Any actor worth their salt can play a role that they are assigned, that they audition for, that they take on. That is what you do as an actor. That is the whole point of acting. It's pretending to be other people. This is ridiculous. And I, I, honest to God, I mean, Charlie Cox, right? He plays Daredevil in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. He's not actually blind, but guess what? Daredevil is still a great TV show and his performance is awesome, right? I, I think, I, I think honestly, it was um, my very good friend, Jake Tastic, uh, who's been on this show a number of times. Uh, I, I think he summed it up perfectly uh, right here with, with, with uh, cultural appropriation. Uh, What's your thoughts on the whole cultural appropriation shit? I'm just steal everything. <laughs> That's what we're doing now. Like, have you seen tacos? They put like kimchi on that shit. You think the Koreans are okay with it? No, but I fucking am. <laughs> really good. Also, it's like you look at like mixed breed kids. I'm sorry, we're doing it wrong. Those kids are beautiful. I mean, that goes without saying, but <laughs> I'll say it. <laughs> right. Right, and that's that's it. And and mind you, if you've seen if you've seen Jake on this show, then you know he is not he is not a right leaning guy by any means uh, by any means, right? And yet he sums it up perfectly, right? Steal everything, right? They they put kimchi on tacos. Are the Koreans okay with it? No, but it tastes great. That's what cultural appropriation is, right? To say that we can't that we can't uh, draw inspiration from, or borrow from, or combine and experiment and create new uh, goods and products and services that make our lives better and more enriching. To say that we can't do any of that because it's cultural appropriation, well guess what? The world's going to be a very boring, bland, and tasteless place. Let me tell you that right now. Half of what we eat is cultural appropriation to some extent. When I go out to the Chinese buffet, right, and get Chinese food, it's not actual Chinese food, it's the Americanized version of Chinese food. Right? If you were to go to China and actually try the Chinese food there, drastically different, drastically different. But guess what? I still freaking love the salty, greasy American version of the Chinese food. Is that cultural appropriation? Hell yes. Do I care? No. Should you? No. Why? Because you enjoy it. I mean, good freaking Lord. Good Lord. Ugh. And yet we're seeing this with, with acting, right? right? You can only play that which you are. It defeats the whole purpose of acting, and if we're going to enforce this cultural appropriation thing, we are going to see a lack of products, lack of goods, lack of services that add some spice to our life, that add um, some flavor to our life, that, uh, that improve our life, that create pieces of entertainment and art, that enrich our lives. Right? Because you have to cut off the source of everything other than what you know and what you are, right? You can't draw inspiration, right? You can't look to anyone else. You just have to stick with this, this blank sheet of paper, right? And that's it. Yeah, the, the world would be a very colorless place if that's how we operated. And that's what they're pushing for, and that's what kills me more than anything. These entitled hypocrites. Honest to God, yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, it, it really is amusing more than anything. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, no, we, we need blind people to play blind characters. Can you imagine a person who is actually blind playing Daredevil and doing this scene right here? 
and neither can you, and that's the point. Freaking A. Moving on. All right, and another big piece of news for the day. Uh, the Oscars, I guess, are coming up. Maybe, I don't know. I, I, the only reason I would tune in is to see Ricky Gervais do something if he was hosting them this year. Um, but uh, apparently Steven Spielberg is making history, I guess, um, at least according to CNN. All right, Steven Spielberg set a new record with the 2022 Oscar nominations as producer of the movie The West Side Story, which earned a total of seven nominations. Spielberg has now produced 11 films nominated for Best Picture, a new record for the Oscars. Whoop de fricking do. But let's continue with this article real quick. With Oscar nod for West Side Story, Ariana DeBose could make history. Ariana DeBose, who plays Anita in the updated version of West Side Story, that's that's one way of putting it, an updated version. Scored a supporting actress nomination for the 2022 Oscars. DeBose, who already won a Golden Globe for the character, took on the role that Rita Morano originated in the original 1961 version of the film. Moreno, who was born in Puerto Rico, won an Oscar for her portrayal of Anita in 1962, becoming the first Latina to nab an Academy Award. Moreno also appeared in Spielberg's version of the film as Valentina. If DeBose wins, she and Marino would join a small group of pairs of actors to win the award for playing the same character. The only, other the only others are Marlon Brando and Robert De Niro as Vito Corleone in The Godfather and The Godfather Part II, Heath Ledger and Joaquin Phoenix as The Joker in The Dark Knight and The Joker, respectively. But she and Marino would be the first women and performers of colors to accomplish this feat. Okay, so it's a, a big deal. Another another person with a shade of skin darker than mine is getting an award for something in the West Side Story. And Steven Spielberg's nominated for an Oscar with the West Side Story. What's the problem with this picture? Can you guess? West Side Story lost over 60 million dollars. It was a box office bomb. Nobody went to see it. Nobody wanted to see it because it was an updated version on the classic that nobody asked for, nobody wanted, and yet they felt the need to make it anyways, to add a slightly progressive tone and get people who couldn't sing and couldn't dance in there anyways. This is ridiculous. It, it, there's no greater example than right here, than right here, that the Oscars, that the Academy Awards are completely disconnected from the American audience as a whole, right? We see this all the time. The, these movies winning Oscars, winning all these awards, they're movies nobody goes to see. West Side Story, perfect example, lost over $60 million and it is still nominated for an Oscar. When's the last movie that was nominated that everybody went, went to see? Is it like, the only one that's coming to mind is uh, the, the last Lord of the Rings movie, right? Return of the King won all those awards. That was maybe the, the last movie that's actually gotten some awards that people actually went out to go and see. Not this, not this trash. Made like 30, $37 million at the box office. It cost $100 million to make, and yet they're giving them awards anyways. There's no greater piece of evidence right here than these awards are just handouts, right? And what does an award really mean? Even even if this um, even if this chick, what the heck was her name again, right? Ariana DeBoise, right? Even if Ariana DeBoise wins an Oscar, what does that even mean for her at that point, right? If the award means nothing, then whoop de freaking do. 
She's one of the only uh, pairs of uh, p persons of color to, to win an award that, na that now no longer means anything. But that's the point. That's the point of just handing out trophies. That's the point of uh, devaluing the award system. That's the point of degrading education, right? When you just move kids along through the schools, when you just hand out awards to actors and actresses based on the color of their skin, then those things stop to mean, they, they stop making any sense. They stop meaning anything. How does that help people of color? How does that help minorities? It doesn't. You're treating them like objects, like little widgets. You're just patting them on the head, saying, hey, you did a good job, that a girl. Take your word, go home. You didn't even have to see the movie. You didn't even have to know whether or not she was any good in it. Just as long as you did your part by helping out that person of color get an award and make history, that's all that matters. That is the problem. That is the racism of the left right there. Right? Because it is absolutely racist. In the same way that Joe Biden's saying he's going to go out and he's going to hire a, a, the first black female Supreme Court justice. What he's saying there is that the color of her skin and her gender are more important than her qualifications. And when you say that, even if you get a Supreme Court justice who is highly qualified and both, happens to be both black and a woman, then guess what? That's a bonus. But that wasn't the criteria you set means you don't care about her qualifications or her accolades. You don't care what she's been through. You don't care whether or not she can do the job. All you care about is the color of her skin. She's nothing but a name on a list, a little check mark for you to cross off and to pat yourself on the back and say, that a boy, Joe, you did real good there. You don't care about her though. These people, they don't care about this actress. They don't care about minorities as a whole. And that's the point. That's the point. These people are so unbelievably morally insane that they have convinced themselves that, as I've talked about before on this show, that their self-perceived intentions are the equivalent to moral actions. They think as long as they, as long as they believe that what they are doing is good or that their goals are good and unwholesome, that what they say, what they do, it doesn't really matter, right? As long as I feel that what I'm doing is right, then my actual actions Right, the actual policies I create, they're of no consequence. They, they also have to be good, right? Those things are intrinsically tied. They're not intrinsically tied. Every piece of garbage throughout history had good intentions. It doesn't mean that their actions were any less evil or any less reprehensible or any less racist or any less demeaning to women, to people of color, to Americans as a whole. But that's who we're dealing with. And that is why the Oscars don't mean a damn thing anymore. Unless, unless Ricky Gervais is hosting them, in which case I will watch them. As you should too. Because he hates those people just as much as we do. But in any event, uh, that is all for today. Uh, hope you enjoyed the program. Please uh, remember to like, comment, Definitely subscribe. Definitely share our stuff on your social media pages. Help us spread the word. Advertising costs a ton. And, uh, yeah, I guess uh, I guess that's it. I'm, I'm Joshua Stanko. Stay safe, guys. Stay informed. And uh, God bless. We'll catch you next time.